everybody. He said action. Oh, he did say action. Hey, everybody. Welcome That's to how I know it's real. the weekday. I, this is the first time we've had somebody tell us action. Justin, I appreciate that. In a very long time. Uh, before <laughs> we get going, uh, live on the weekday. This is not live, but... Uh, well, it's live for you and me. Live in this space that we are in. Recorded live. <laughs> With a studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> we'll insert One. laugh track here. Uh, we have a brand new video coordinator. His name is Mr. Justin Deal. Justin, say hello to the fine folk. Hello. See, there we go. Uh, you couldn't see him or hear him. He is. We've got a camera right there. No, that camera. Yeah. We're live there. We're live guy. here. The big guy. The yep. Big, yep. And then we're live there, too. See? Look at that. We've got three cameras, and this is playing real well on yeah. an audio podcast this medium. Is, yeah, this is the this is the content the people who listen to this come come to. Listen, for. you come can go to, to YouTube.com. Come to, to here, for. here to therefore. You <laughs> That's good. Your English. Here for there. Your English is getting better post, every day, buddy. Case. Yeah. <laughs> Forthwith. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting better every day at this betwixt. English thing. English I do is, like betwixt. Betwixt is betwixt yeah. and between is good. No. Um no, so we're gonna be this is gonna be also uh on outside of the normal podcast mediums like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever Perfect. you find your podcasts. Yep. Um we're also live on or we're gonna be broadcasting Three, two, one. <laughs> Broadcasting this on YouTube. Oh. Uh, and YouTube.com slash Bay Hope Church, as well as Facebook.com slash Bay Hope Church, as well as BayHope.tv. Okay. Uh, and other places. Say like that, that all again. No, I'm just kidding. I can't. We're a minute 40. <laughs> I, I'm not going back today. Uh, before we get going, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The but, Buccaneers. But are really, no I, I was talking to our IT guy, Jeff, this morning. Uh, yeah. Um, you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. He has the same hairline as me. Oh. Uh, bald and better beard though sorry way better beard i wish i could grow his beard dude i can't Um, i can't even try on this podcast we talked four weeks ago about me and i was growing my beard and i subsequently shaved it look at that Uh, close up see that i subsequently shaved it did you get were you shamed by your own words no i just got really itchy oh yeah Um, yeah it itchy man it was super long yeah for me it was super long but it just got itchy and i i just i woke up on a sunday to come here on to church and i was like you know what I can't, and just shaved it, and it was fine. And so I went back to the stubble thing. Anyway, my wife still loves me. But um, Tom Brady did it. Oh, he did, yeah, yeah. he did. Uh, and I, I talked about this yesterday on Kicking It With Matthew, another right. fine program, um, Potential Spam is calling me, and I um, I think I won the Super Bowl um, yeah. because of the way I was standing sure. the entire game. Yeah, you um, didn't move, and you that really helped them. I, yeah. I stood... Like this mm, the yeah. entire time, right? Um, with my arms behind. Yeah. Again, audio podcast. Right. It's an audio, right. mostly an audio. For those of you, I will I'll, uh, color color commentary. He's standing. So I'm standing <laughs> like a military soldier for the entire game with my arms in a very Prince Charles. I'm watching the crown too with my arms in a very Prince Charles. Charming. Oh, um, no, but every time I would move, the chiefs would have a big play, like 20 yard, whatever pass. And so, but then I would go back to that position and there'd be an interception or or Tom Brady would get in Tyron Matthews face or (laughs) something like that. Um, and so I just, even when I got home, even when we left your guy's house after halftime, uh, I was standing like that. And then finally, finally, when they went into victory formation, uh, at the end of the game, I sat down on my chair and I looked at my kids and I said, this is really cool. Yeah. And my kids, all three of them were still awake and they all just went, yeah, this is really cool. And it's the first time that they've seen that type of thing happen. Sure. Because the last time they saw Tom Brady, 
Ooh. was the 28 to 3 in Atlanta. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Not a sports podcast, yeah. but... Uh, did not did not end well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it ended well for me because I'm a Brady well, fan. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we did it, and uh, we did it. We did it. You we and me. did it. Yeah, it was... Um, it's cool. I... I, I remember when we were young and Michael Jordan was playing, mm-hmm. um, but like I don't remember, like taking taking in the moment of like man like this is someone who is very good because like we yeah. you know like Michael Jordan kind of seems like I don't know it doesn't seem like someone I would want to hang out with at all. <laughs> um, I, he's very good basketball, player. very good basketball, player. very like uh, obviously storied career, all that kind of stuff. Yes, and so you know, like just that that idea of like I don't really want to be around this person yeah. very much. Yeah, um, you know, kind of tainted that time period for us. <laughs> and you know, I was like coming like late elementary school, early middle school when sure. all that stuff was happening, you know, the late nineties. And, um, so like, I never really enjoyed it. Mm. I was never, but like this, you know, like, uh, trying to, cause I, I feel like end of the two thousands, the aughts, um, the, the end of the zeros, the that, 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 that decade. Uh, I just, I feel like I went from like being, us like, Oh gosh, I don't like Tom Brady, you know, doing that kind of thing to, to like finally embracing. It's like, you know what? Like this dude is great, yeah. And like you have to recognize the greatness in wherever it is, and just like hold on for dear life. And like I'm, I'm here for this. Yeah. You know, like I want to watch someone be truly historically great at this one thing, whatever it is. Yeah. And now you know it's on the biggest stage of like the world. You know, like more people watch the Super Bowl than. I don't know else except yeah, the World I, Cup. I know it's just like no, it's great. true. I know, and <laughs> the uh, one singular event. You know, like. So many people watch it throughout the world, and um, it just he every every time he goes to the Super Bowl, like he basically performs. Like he's had like a couple, <laughs> he's had a couple bad Super Bowls, you know, because he's gone to ten of them. Ten of them. Um, he's won seventy percent of his Super Bowls. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> he has a C average in the Super Bowl, <laughs> so I guess he's a C student. Yeah, so, which means he's not that great because nah. like Joe Montana won four straight. So four, uh, and he was one hundred percent. Four out of four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but like. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Darn Tom it, Brady, he was remember. the best. I know. I can't believe you never liked Tom Brady, though. Well, there was just, you know, it was like that thing. It was, it was cool. The, it was to, cool to hate him. Yeah, it's still kind of cool to hate him, but like, I don't, I, now I don't understand. Like, now I feel like I've really turned a corner, and it's like, you know what? If someone is great, like, I want to watch that because they're being great. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I just, it's a cool thing to see. Yeah. You know, someone at the very top of their game, literally, this, hmm. and, you know, in this aspect, but like, just, yeah, it's, it's enjoy, like, why? Let's just enjoy someone being great at this. Yeah. What do you think is the halftime show? Big debate. Big debate. I just I don't like the weekend. Yeah, I don't really either. I, like, I get I get that he's good musically. Um, and I, like I was watching it with my 16 year old son, my 14 year old daughter, and my 11 year old son, and two out of the three of them. So both the boys have heard one the one song that everybody's heard from TikTok. Yeah, that one, the 80s one. And then Grace knew the songs, but even she was like. Yeah, it's okay. Like musically, it was fine. Yeah, he's good. I think. What about you? I really liked it. Really? Like I feel the artistry of it was really cool. I just I feel like from a production standpoint, they did a lot of really cool stuff that wasn't like super in your face. You know, I feel like it is the past few years, if not maybe like the last decade, it's just been like this production vomit. Hmm. You know, of like we need to make this. We need to, everything that we, every tool, every 
like piece of technology we have. Every drone yeah, every, with an LED. Literally everything needs to be on this field. We need Lady Gaga to come in from the ceiling. Yeah. And instead, like it was just, there was like, there was four like discernible sections of mm-hmm. his show. And, you know, like five songs or so that like, it's like, oh, like, I've heard this song before. Like, I, you know, I'm again, I'm not like the biggest fan of The weekend at yeah. all. Um, but I was like, yeah, this is. It's kind of cool, yeah. you know, and it was like it was digestible without being. I, I know I sound like an eighty-year-old person here, but like I just did. You want the weekend to get off your lawn? <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, it's too much flash. <laughs> I just too much flash. Like I just like I like rice. This guy's got underwear on his face. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> is that a jockstrap on his face? <laughs> so, but no, I, I mean, I thought it was I, it was enjoyable. Like I got to yeah. watch it with my two boys, and um, you know, Ella was asleep, but like you know, it was it wasn't like. Crazy over the top, like there wasn't anything that was it wasn't super. Su- it wasn't super sexual. Yeah, it wasn't or anything like, like that. Su- crazy scandalous or whatever. Yeah. and like, oh, this is yeah, this is. And he sang the whole thing. He did, which I was like, uh, way to go, bud. Yep, you know, like, and it sounded. Pre- I mean, the mix was not great. No, but, it was not. Um, from like an audio engineer's perspective, but um, I know that again, that's why people come and listen to the weekday here. Correct. Which Andy just called it the weekend. The weekend. Yeah, I don't know if we're we, we keep were that talking about the yeah. weekend. Yeah. yeah. Um. So if we get to that, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I like again, I appreciated it, but I was just, eh, it's fine. It was, yeah, I mean, it, was, it, was, it wasn't Prince. Well, right. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but like, I wasn't expecting. I think my expectations were super low. Yeah, which I think helped. I did like the fact that they went on the field though and didn't have a big stage. Like, I thought well, that was super cool. They I did think, like a DCI marching band yeah. thing. And like, I think that the limitations of whatever COVID hat you know, yeah. like whatever limitations they yes. had to use because of covid they like they used the crap out of those yeah, you know did. like they they took up a whole section of the stadium because no one was sitting there yeah so like and i think it was like right in front of cannons yeah right in front of the ship and everything yeah, they did that on purpose yeah, they by had the way like this whole stage and everything and so like it's like yeah that's this is what we're gonna use yeah. you know like that's super cool they also didn't want the bucks firing off the cannons but that's another story oh, thanks roger yeah they it was a uh uh how do i put this they didn't want there to be a home team advantage. You know what? That's dumb. Yeah, because, because like, it's the first time that this has been a there has been a home team advantage in the Super Bowl, and why are we not going to use it? But I don't know if you heard at the very end they were firing off the cannons. At the very end of the game they were firing off the cannons. Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't yeah, hear like that. Once the once the clock hit uh, quad zeros, yeah, there was just. You know what though? Like I don't like any team. This has, is what you. This is what you fight for. Any team has the opportunity. To play the Super Bowl Correct. in their home stadium, except for the Detroit Lions, <laughs> <laughs> they technically do. Yeah, that's true. Realistically, yeah. well, okay, but that's fine. You know, like every team is given that opportunity for Correct. the most part. Because you know, I know that you're not going to have the Super Bowl in Cleveland. You know, I'm sorry, sorry, all those Cleveland people. Like, it's just they did it in Minnesota, although it's covered. Yeah, well, that's they did it in New York that one year. Yeah, and but so snowed. like, there's some you know that don't get the opportunity, I guess. So yes. I guess it's it's kind of wrong. But, All right, we're yeah. gonna take a couple minutes and talk about church stuff here because okay. that's what the actual the weekday we are the best podcast in the world uh, <laughs> for. Uh, we are we are the best podcast. Full it, stop. Kristen's Kristen's calling. She always does this. It's amazing. She we always, are we are recording her. later. I love her. Uh, hey, Kristen. Nice to see you. Uh, do you want to bring her on the podcast? Um, sure. Hold on. Okay. Mm-mm. We might. We might. Hi. <laughs> Are we live? Oh, we okay. Uh, it's for those Can you, of you put it on that camera? Put it on that camera. Oh, here you go. There we go. Hi, Kristen. You're on the podcast. There's Ella. Can I give you a call back in a little bit? Okay, bye. For those that are listening to this version, man, this has been all over the place. Uh, for those that have been listening, it was literally Mike's cute, like my favorite, favorite baby 
probably maybe right now in the world. Sure. Um, it was her standing on top of her little slide yeah. with yes. her hair all tousled. It's like, hi, Daddy. Yeah. All right, it's church stuff. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. church stuff because that's why we're here because right. we are the best podcast in the world for that, bar none. <laughs> and uh, one of the things we talked about last week was talking about discipleship. We yeah. talked about what is a disciple. And actually, we actually had a comment on YouTube saying, hey, great discussion, which oh, I thought cool. was cool. Yeah. Um, so thanks, Brad, for that. Brad, uh, faithful listener. Yeah. Um, so... But coming out of that, we actually have been part of what we're calling, well, not us, what the church is calling the Discipleship Task Force, which yeah. we talked about a couple of episodes ago as well. And we had a big, giant Discipleship Task Force meeting yesterday. And part of the task force was, part of our task for the task force, is that enough task? Sure. Yep. Was to read this book called Future Church by this guy, Will Mancini. Mancini? Mancini. Um, and it's all about the, the new church coming out of the old church. It's all about kind of where the church is headed. So in like the next... some would say like what the church, where the church is going in the future. It's all about the future church. Oh, okay. The future church. Keep going. So we actually started talking, we were super tired yesterday. I'm still super tired today. Like I feel so worn out from the Super Bowl still. <laughs> but um, part of what we were talking about yesterday in the entire meeting was this idea that Church growth is not about numbers, yeah, and that runs counter to a lot of church, kind of in the last twenty to forty years, yeah. really. Like, well, like church, it is about numbers, but it's not. It about is numbers. about numbers, yeah. yes. And so, the I guess the preface for this whole thing—I'm looking at my camera, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the preface for this whole thing is: we understand that church growth means something different to every single church, but. A healthy church comes from people people that are making disciples, and then those disciples making more disciples, and right. then those disciples making more disciples. It's it's a uh, what do they say in the book? It's not it's not growth by addition. It's growth by multiplication. Yeah, which I love. I love yeah. that. Well, that's I love that the, idea. That's the economy of God. Like that's how He works. Right. Yeah. And so the rest of the book was also de- devoted to kind of where you base your church and. There was one comment that Mike pulled out that I think we kind of should start off with, Great. Uh, the worship and yeah. missions comment. Yeah, so obviously, I want to say this yesterday in the meeting, like, big worship guy, you know. Big worship yeah, guy. Yeah, I know that that's shocking to the people listening, but um, yeah, they said something, basically, I don't want to paraphrase here because I don't have the book right in front of me, um, but, and it's like one of the first, so it, go, you know, it talks about a couple of different concepts, and then it goes into like these seven laws of what create a future healthy church kind of thing. And so the first law basically is like the law of mission, I think is what it is, right? Sure. Um, and it's basically like a lot of churches have it backwards. Hmm. And even worship leaders, like a lot of worship leaders had it. If you get more and more people to come to your worship service, that will in turn create your church on mission to create like disciples and all that kind of stuff. And in fact, like it's actually backwards uh, because people who are on mission, people who are living out the mission, the great commission, uh, which is going making disciples and, and becoming discipled, all that kind of stuff. Those are actually your worshipers. Mm. And so, um, you know, like I think that we, we see that a lot in, um, you know, because we live in like an Instagram culture and because we live um you know, in a, in a day and age where like marketing is so heavy. And if you see a picture from a church, like it's all, you know, it's people raising their hands or like it's people all gathered together and like, really, you know, let's just be honest. Like they're trying to take a picture of their best thing to show off their best thing. Um, you know, it's like in uh, the office when Dwight 
when people come into the office yes. and he tries to get the better looking people because he calls them the show beats yeah. <laughs> because he's a beat farmer and right. you need if you're gonna sell beats right. you need right. your best beats up front right. so right. he <laughs> calls Pam and Karen their show beats or whatever right. so um, but yeah you know like these pictures are their show beats right. and um, I I just think that a lot of the times we we get it wrong just like you said you know and and how do we and you know so so I brought up the point too of like sometimes. And, you know, I've been here for six, seven years now, uh, six years. And the best weekends that we have worshiping are the weekends after something large happens at the church. Mm. Uh, something that so many people of the church are involved in. It's not just one ministry, one tiny ministry. It's things that don't happen in a vacuum. It's things that happen together as a church. And so, you know, those things, like, for example, would be like the week after kids camp. Uh, and or like the week after riot, riot yeah. and like why? Because it engages every or not every aspect, but like a large majority of the church. And so you get these people; they go into this thing during the week, and then we come into the weekend and we respond to what God has done, and we don't respond out or we don't uh, act out of just discipline or like just this idea that this is the thing that we do every week. And so like, you know, I know that I'm supposed to do this and yes, this is good. And, you know, even like from a, uh, not just a theological, but like a mental aspect, uh, you know, a life rhythm aspect, like people know that they should do this mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they could give you even reason one, two, three on why we do this. But if it's the only, if, if it's the only hour out of the week that they're actually like doing anything God related, you know, like, what are you responding to? Like, you haven't seen anything. You haven't felt anything. You haven't heard anything. You haven't done anything to respond uh, to what God has done to, like, worship him for um, outside of just, like, the head, maybe the head knowledge or the heart knowledge that, like, this is something good. So, um, you know, sometimes it feels like, yeah, we, we, we can put on a great production. We can do all the lights and the music and, uh, you know, play the best song, whatever. Play, you know. But if, if, nothing, if we as a church don't have a whole lot to respond to, um, you know, sometimes it can feel like our worship, uh, even though our worship is not for us, sometimes it feels like it just comes out of our mouth and it just falls flat onto the ground. Yeah, it's um, singing happy birthday. You know, it's just a, it's a thing we do. It's, right. a, it's just a, a thing. Okay, so the, the thing I like about that is the the church of worshipers that come from mission. And like, I, I push back on that in my head because of the way we were brought up. We not, not saying that we weren't brought up on mission. We were, but we were, you and I especially, but most people that have been in church for 10, 15, 20 years now, you were brought up, you went to church on a Sunday and you sang out of the hymnal usually, uh, or you sang a couple of songs and then you listen to a guy yell at you for a little bit. Sure. And then, that was church, and then you'd go to youth group maybe on Sundays or maybe on Wednesdays, and then that was kind of your experience, and there was never any real growth, and, and that was me personally. Some people, that was phenomenal, and like there were disciples being made and have been being made for 2,000 years now. Right. And like, so that's, mm -hmm. that's, not, that's not running counter to this, but there's a movement right now, and I think it's partially because of COVID, and I think it's partially because culture has accelerated to such a point that we need to like step back a little bit. Yeah. There's a movement right now of people that are rejecting big groups, rejecting large worship services. Uh, I can cut that out. No, no, it's fine. Um, the, that are rejecting lots of people and then moving to smaller gatherings of people. 
and we saw this back in the beginning of the 2000s, actually, in the church movement called the Emergent Church. Sure. Um, with kind of Shane Claiborne and that whole crew. Brian um, Yeah, those, mm-hmm. that, those guys. And it's still going. Yep. I mean, Erwin McManus did the whole mosaic thing, and that's kind of turned into a bigger church, but it started as a house church movement. Francis Chan's been mm-hmm. doing it, that type of thing. So it's, it still happens. But I guess I, I, guess I, I want to ask you the question, like how here at Bay Hope can we take the bigger church mentality and instill that with that smaller church growth thing? Because I think for a lot of people right now, growth isn't going to happen. Discipleship growth, the growth we talked about last week, the mission we talked about last week to reach 30,000 people by the year 2030, and the the fact that that's not necessarily a a stick in the ground marker, but it's really kind of a goalpost for us that we're going to keep moving intentionally. How do we continue to reach people in the bigger church mentality, because like, let's face it, Bay Hope's a fairly big church. Yeah, and all things considered, it's right. well, well beyond the average church size. So, sure. what are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I mean, I think that it's a personal thing for sure. Like, it's a, it's a, com, it's a complex issue. It's like there's there's no one size. There's no one thing fits everything. Sure, you know, like there's no. So I'm talking just our context right sure. now. I mean, I think for us to grow, we need people. Mm. Uh, and so like a lot of our issues we think are internal when really maybe like we just need to look externally. And so like we can work, strategize, plan, all that kind of stuff as much as we want. But like if we don't actually have or bringing in more and more people, inviting more people in, um, bringing more people into the fold, then like what's the point? You know, like then we've we, at some point we've created a country club. Um, and, or a church club, I guess. And while, you know, like I think that intentional growth on the inside is not a bad thing at all, but like that intentional growth on the inside should lead to external, like bringing people in, you know, just, just like the, the disciple maker, not just a disciple, a disciple maker, like bleeds, um, you know, their heart is broken for the people that are outside the church. Sure. And so like they want to, for, to bring people in. And to be like, listen, you got to experience this. Like, my life is completely different for the better. And, like, you have to experience this. Like, come with me. Um, and so, like, I think it's a, it's an external thing. It's a personal thing. Um, you know, I think about, like, my next door neighbors. and You're what, talking, like, personal invitation type thing? Just, I think, a, a personal, um, like, it's personal and communal. It's internal and external. It is, it's both of these things. Like, they're not a dichotomy. It's like we, it's a both, just like Pastor Matthew says, it's a both and. Like there's so much of this is both ands. Um, and so like I think about my next door neighbors and what in the world have I done mm. to like talk to them about Jesus, to invite them to, and now, yes, like we, we all walk that line of like, like hopefully you're just like me. We're like, it's like I don't want to be weird. And like, I don't want you to be weird either. You know, uh, whoever's listening, like I'm not saying we need to go out and. Um, David danced naked down the streets yeah. <laughs> and he was unashamed. So maybe you do yeah. want to be weird. Yeah. So like I, th- that's not what I'm saying. You know, like th- there is, there's something to having like organic conversations. How in the world did you end up in the church? You mm. know, like how did you, the listener, 
whoever you are, whenever you're listening to this, how did you end up at this point? You know, and think back and back and back and back. And at some point, it was initiated hmm. by somebody to say, like, you just you got to come with me. Hmm. Um, you know, metaphorically, physically, you know. Um, and so, you know, I, but I think about my next door neighbors and like, there's, there's a couple of them that are Christians, which is great. Um, we can talk about church stuff, but then there's a couple of them that like aren't. Yeah. And they know that I work in a church, but like, it's kind of been like this, you know, it's like, oh, we don't really, we just did the topic never comes up. Um, and so, you know, I think like that's, that's part of it. Like we all kind of have to do our part. It's like a, like I'm a worship leader, you're a worship leader and a pastor too. Um, like even if you weren't involved in the church, uh, working in a church, like you would still find a way to do those yeah. things. And so I think that, you know, because we are such a big church, bringing it back to the contextualization of what we're talking about, um, you know, like we expect because we're a big church to like, even me sometimes, like I expect it's like, oh, well, someone else is going to do that. Sure. Like we have resources that are just like mind blowing because God, um, I feel like is blessing us to like continue moving forward. But like I have to check myself a lot to be like, no. That's on you, man. Like, that is your responsibility. And, um, like, why can't you do that yourself or, or, or with other people together mm. to do that mm. and not just wait on someone else to, like, figure that out? There's a, uh, there's a very cool movement that I've been following a little bit. It's the Make One Be One movement. And it's an actual, like, organizational thing. Do they from- call it MOBO? M- Make one be one. I actually think it's Mabo, mobo.org or something, or oh, make cool. one be one. I, like I don't it. know. That's cool. Mobo's got a cool ring to it. Like but the make one be one is a discipleship program that I've actually been looking at for our online campus. So oh, I'm cool. stuck between that and a, another one th- uh, from Francis Chan and the other guy, the secret church guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Stink. Anyway, um, but uh, I got the book right like 10 feet that way. Anyway, it's a, it's a, you, help make a disciple while you train yourself as a disciple. So it's kind of like a uh, a very focused, uh, intentional, year-long, like, hey, we're going to meet every week or every other week for 45 minutes and talk about this and pray type thing, Yeah. Um, which is the reason I'm talking about this and the reason we were talking about it yesterday and now it's all coming back to me was that I had literally just been thinking about uh, and kind of writing out and doing some strategy stuff on why certain groups work better in a physical setting Mm -hmm. and why certain groups work better in a digital setting. So, for example, the typical 8- to 12-person small group, if it's already formed pre-COVID, works great. Because everybody knows everybody, their families know everybody, everybody's had dinner together, all the thing, and if that group's rocking and rolling, COVID wasn't stopping it. Mm -hmm. But we tried, like the Dickens, to start so many groups I I figured it was 20, almost 30 groups we started during COVID in just the online world. Wow. That's not counting everything else. Out of that, we have four remaining. Yeah. So 5%. Right. But that is what it is. Like yeah. we were throwing a bunch of spaghetti at a wall, seeing sure. what was sticking, especially, and that's care groups and stuff. And some care groups have to end, you know, you right. can't. Right, yeah. Some of them have like a, a, a shelf life. A life expectancy. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, maybe five or six of those had a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but the the... Interesting thing is, the more I've talked to people, they've been more interested in doing a focused, just like two or three person group because it can meet whenever they want and wherever they want. They can meet over FaceTime. Yeah. They can. They don't need a Zoom link. They can do, you know, that it's easier to meet for forty five minutes on my laptop and on my phone to right. actually talk about something instead of, 
hey, Harold, turn your mute on, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Yeah. And you hear, you know, kids running around in the background stuff. Like, that's fine. Everybody gets it. Yeah. So anyway, that's the way the digital realm is going, at least, is that I think we're going to try to eschew the, that's a good word, mm. uh, the, um, the bigger groups for a little bit, just to play around with this whole focus thing. Because coming out of Future Church, I really want, there's a big metaphor there with a lower room and an upper room we don't need to get into, but I love the idea of people that are gathering for worship here, meeting in very small groups, very focused, very discipleship study groups. And when I say discipleship, again, go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't. Um, but basically, discipleship is just the training and the study of Jesus, yeah. like becoming more like Jesus. Right. That's what a disciple is. Mm-hmm. And learning how to respond, learning. It's not like this huge... You, you don't have to have a master's of divinity to be a disciple. In fact, the f- original 12 disciples were fishermen yeah. and Illiterate. tax collectors. Yeah, they, they barely knew how to walk. Yeah. Um, so, but that's where the digital realm is going. And I, like, I look at that and I go, okay, that's cool for me, but what about like the physical church? What about the people that attend Lakeshore and West Chase and any other physical places, sure. you know? So I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I that ends. it's super interesting. Like with, with COVID and everything, like there, there's opportunities for us that weren't there originally. Sure. And just the, everyone's willingness now to, they would much rather just like text, you know, like two to three person yes. text thread yes. is like way better than having a group of like eight to 10 people yes. trying to get it, you know, like it's, it's way more manageable. And like the idea of like, yeah, well, I can just hop on, I can hop on my computer for mm-hmm. like a half hour and we can do that. And, and know that you're not going to get over. Cause see, the problem is, is like when you get on zoom or something is that, uh, and we're spinning in this direction or out in a direction, but when you get on zoom or you get in a meeting or something like that, you'll have three people that dominate. Yeah, you'll have one person that doesn't know how to turn his mute on or off, <laughs> off, and then you'll have people that definitely have checked out, yeah, and that are watching something on another uh-huh. screen yeah. somewhere because everybody's got fourteen uh-huh. screens around yeah. them, and I'm I'm all of those at the same time, mm-hmm. and depending on what hour of the day is, and so if I can, and as the admin of this as well as the pastor of this, I can more easily check in with people that are intentionally doing life things with other people, right. and I will know like that if there's something wrong yeah. versus if it's just one group and we have a couple of groups that are still crushing it right now and it's great and there there's like marriages being saved and all sorts of cool stuff like cool stories coming out of that Kevin Miller thank you for everything you do um but but that's few and far between and I don't know that stuff until later on because it takes a while to filter through a bigger group like that mm-hmm. so let's intentionally become smaller to become bigger yeah. let's make a disciple let's be a disciple so that after that year curriculum gets up we can k- still keep that 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 friendship, but then we can go start another one. Yeah, you know, and it's just this that's multiplication at that point. Right. So one becomes two, two becomes four, four yeah. becomes the Fibonacci square or whatever, and that's that's life. That blaze, that's a blaze that's Pascal's Pas- triangle. Yeah, Pascal's triangle, not Fibonacci numbers. Yeah. Right, that Fibonacci different. is a different thing. That's like one eight fifteen seven. Is there a seven in there? Yeah, there might be. This one's on either side of the thing. Yeah, I don't know. That no, that's that's a Pascal triangle. You're right, it is. Yeah. Fibonacci, I watched a video about the Fibonacci. Yeah. Somebody made that's a like musical. That's like the perfect ratio. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, somebody did a musical. This is great, too. That's, again, more content. You did not, no one thought that they were hearing stuff about Fibonacci sequences today. You're welcome. Another reason. You're welcome. Why this is the best church podcast out there. 
I mean, I agree. I yeah. think we're, we're going to end on yeah, that, that right now. Yeah, that sounds great. Hey, uh, thanks so much for joining us this week on the weekday. Um, we have very two, actually, episodes coming up. We have a very special episode coming up uh, sometime later this week. I did an interview with um, Tim Ryan, the CEO of Metropolitan Ministries. Oh, cool. Uh, and he actually talked about uh, Bridge Builders, and Bridge Builders is an event that they're holding at the end of February. But more than that, he talked about a free event with John Maxwell, uh, leadership Mr. Dr. John Maxwell. Yeah, the uh, leadership guy. The guy is a free event uh, that, that they're holding um, as part of the Bridge Builders event. And actually, next week, we're going to be talking about Holy Roar, oh, yeah. our brand new, new series. series. Brand yeah. new series, cool. uh, a whole bunch of worship stuff. So he, the worship guy over here is going to... Big worship guy. Big worship guy. Wax philosophical about it. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of The Weekday. We love you. We will talk to you later. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.